Welcome to the Whole Life Healing Podcast with Dr. Alexander Lloyd, best-selling author and founder of the Revolutionary Healing Codes Technique. Each week, Dr. Alex shares principles and methods from psychology, energy medicine, natural medicine, and spirituality to help you reduce stress, heal emotional and physical issues, and remove the barriers that hold you back from happiness and success. Join us as we learn to live our happiest, healthiest, and most successful lives. Here's Dr. Alex. Hi, Dr. Alex here. If you like the show today or any day, I would love it if you took about 10 seconds to go to iTunes and leave a review for the show. I've been doing this for about 14 years now, and I spend hundreds of hours every year in preparation and recording the show. And if you like it, if it's worth your time, if you think it might benefit others, I would love it if you could leave a review to recommend to your friends or just recommend it to your friends that could benefit from listening to the show. Thank you so very much. Since we are going to be talking about issues of health and well-being, we wanted to make sure that you understand that this information is not intended to cure or heal anything. Everything in the presentations is the opinion of Alex Lloyd. You should always check with a licensed healthcare provider about any specific health concern you may have. Hi, Johanna. Yeah, uh, deep water is uh, balance, and the new Jesus is about um, your beliefs. So let me let me share an overview, and then we actually have some comments that have come in since last week uh, that I'll address as well. But um, as far as balance goes. Uh, I have no idea how many people I have uh, seen in a counseling or coaching type setting in 30 years, but my guess would be that there haven't been more than 10 who were not out of balance in some area of their life, and that was a contributing factor to why they were seeing me, if not the, the reason they were seeing me. And in many of those people, our task was to get this area of their life that was out of balance back in balance somehow. And if we were able to do that, they would be good, the counseling would be seen as successful, and they would have a better life starting from there. Um, as, far as, your, as far as your body is concerned, we have about 350 systems there's 10 to 12 macro systems like cardiovascular, neurological, etc., and um, about 340 or so micro systems. So within gastrointestinal, which is one macro system, you may have eight micro systems within gastrointestinal, and all those things work really uh, like a like a baby mobile. Uh, Everybody's seen those where they're hanging above a crib and they have a whole bunch of little strings on them and things at the end of the string. And if you can wind it up and they'll sort of bounce around and play music. Or if the baby touches one, they'll jump all over the place and then they'll come to rest again, usually in a different place than they were when the baby touched them. Well, your body works kind of like that. It is always 100% of the time seeking homeostasis, which is kind of a more clinical way to say balance, 
okay? Uh, we're supposed to work. Ancient manuscripts say if, if a person doesn't work, they shouldn't eat. And we know that later in life, when people like retire and quit working, they tend to die, okay? So we're supposed to work, but we're also supposed to play. We're also supposed to rest. Uh, we're also supposed to have spiritual meditation type time. We're, we're maybe most importantly supposed to have relational, meaningful relational time every day. So um, living a full, happy, healthy, successful life is largely about homeostasis and balance. When something gets out of balance in the body or in your life, like not getting enough sleep, uh, you can have variably any symptom known to man from not getting sleep, okay? From eating a poor diet and not getting getting any exercise. You can get about a hundred different symptoms and uh, uh, illness and disease and, and all kinds of stuff, all right? Um, and what, we, what, what I've talked about so much for the last 20 years is stress. Well, being out of balance or, or your body not in homeostasis, that's kind of what stress is, okay? So if you are in balance and homeostasis physically, mentally, spiritually, your stress is most likely going to be very low. So if you're looking at your life thinking, you know what, I am really stressed or I'm having a good bit of anxiety or sadness or can't sleep or whatever, I would say one of the first things you need to look at is, is whether some area of your life is out of balance. And uh, think of a, think of a automobile tires. Okay, you you go in, you buy a new pair of tires, new set of tires, and every so often you're supposed to go in to get those things balanced and aligned, so that the tire doesn't rub more than it's supposed to on the road and rub all in the same spot, and then you have a blowout. So if your tires are in balance the way they're supposed to, then you'd have a smoother ride, they last way longer, etc., etc. Well, we work the same way. Every day you'll be smoother and more love, joy, and peace if you are in homeostasis and balance. And the only way I know to do that is, first of all, set up some routines in your life and we'll talk about that more in a later deep water. Um, but secondly, every single day to prioritize being in balance this day. Now, there, there's always exceptions, okay? I've had times in my life when um, either Hope and I were really, really uh, poor, and so I needed to work way harder to put food on the table, but... We knew it was for a short period of time. I did that when I went back to graduate school. And the short period of time ended up being like three and a half, four years to get my PhD and the ND. And I, I went to school full time and worked two jobs. At one time, I worked three jobs and went to school full time. And boy, it was exhausting. 
But we knew at the end of this, we'll be at a very different place in our life and we'll slow it down, get back into balance. Uh, but so, so what I'm saying is there are times intentionally when you're out of balance and you know it, but it's for, it's for a particular period of time. It's to, for a particular event or something like that. And then you get right back in balance as quickly as you can uh, when that's over. And if it and if it goes on too long, you may need to get back in balance sooner, or you're going to end up crashing with something really bad. Among those three and a half years or four that I went back to school and worked three jobs, there were several periods of time where I I had to take like a week and just sleep and rest, or I would have crashed. Okay. So uh, that's sort of the that's sort of the point for this week. And uh, in the new Jesus, we talked about belief and how everything boils down to your belief. So if you want to change something in your life, you have to change a belief. There's no way around it, and and that is difficult to do, but you can do it. And so in the new Jesus, we're talking about how do you find the beliefs that are causing a problem in your life and uh, just as importantly, maybe more so, how do you change them to a new, healthy belief that's going to be positive to your life? Now, let me take a look at a couple of questions that um, people have sent in. And this one is based on um, uh, talking about routines. Uh, here's the question. What if the routines people have in place or the routine routine they think they should start in an area of their life take more time than what they have in a day or week and they can't get them all done sometimes? And uh, that's a good question, but I would say that for the most part, I know, I know um, most of you know my story. I grew up, I was dyslexic, I had ADD, ADHD, except they didn't know about those things when I grew up. So they simply thought I was dumb until they gave me some IQ tests, and then they said I was smart but not trying, and they were wrong both times, okay? And it was a very difficult thing for me to deal with. Well, when I discovered routines, um, that's when I started being able to get things accomplished. So for me, the routines save time not take more time. It makes my day more efficient. But um, I would say if you feel like, you know, the routines you need to put in place take more time than you have, then I would say you need to reevaluate your day and see, okay, where can I find five minutes here, ten minutes there to put these routines in place so that I can accomplish something that I haven't been accomplishing. All right, another question. What would you suggest to people who feel restricted or pressure from their routines, like working out, nutrition, in order to avoid being unhealthy, where it feels like a bad thing might happen if you don't stick to your routine? Um, that's a good question, too. And I would say that um, there's no guilt. That if you're living the way we have been preaching and teaching and talking about for 20 years. One of the bedrocks of, of living in love 
is no guilt. Okay? So, I, I have messed up my routine so many times. I mean, I, I would guess that I, I blow one of my routines at least once every other day. Okay? Now, some days, some weeks are different, but on average, probably once every other day. All right? But that's okay. That's okay. You just get right back on the horse. The key is being able to do it without the guilt and shame because the guilt and shame tends to compound the not doing the routine, which makes you feel bad, which makes you need to numb the pain or do something pleasurable to offset it, and that's where you get into habits and addictions. Okay? So... The key there is you're ne you'll never do your routines perfectly. And, and I, I don't even know if it's good for them to be perfect. I think perfectionism does more harm than good, all right? So expect that you're not going to do them well all the time, but the key, when you fall off the horse, no guilt or shame, just back on the horse, Thankfulness, gratitude, etc. And then the third question that was sent in, what is your take on finding that balance on being guided by a higher power or your conscience or God on what to do and going about the day without a set routine? And um, I love that question because to me, that's how I live my life is the most important thing in my life is my relationship with God. Uh, nothing else is close. I, I, I would not be here talking to you without that, and it's my number one priority every day. But I have a bunch of routines as well, and that's what kind of helped me go from not getting anything accomplished to getting quite a bit accomplished. So I, I believe that God is in my routines. I believe that God helped me form those, guide those, decide which ones to have, which ones not, um, the ones I do have, exactly when and where and how to do it, uh, not going to guilt and shame when I blow it, but thankfulness and gratitude and right back on the horse and that sort of thing. So I believe I do both of those every day that I live from the heart and am guided by the Holy Spirit, but also have several routines to get sort of the have-tos done in my day so that I keep moving forward and don't go backwards or stay stuck, okay? But I make more mistakes than anybody I've ever known. Uh, but for me, <laughs> for me, I'm doing better than I've ever done in my life, and I'm happy and at peace and you know, getting some things accomplished week to week, month to month. So I think there can be both. I think it's kind of like um, you set up, um, uh, you know, the old uh, water wheels. They would set up, there'd be a stream, and they would divert the stream into a funnel that was usually made of wood, and then the water would rush through that funnel to the water wheel, turn the water wheel, which creates electricity or which uh, turns the stones that grind the grain or, or whatever it is that they're doing. It's kind of like the, um, the chutes and the water wheel are the routines 
and that flowing water is living from the heart and and being led by God or my conscience or heart or whatever. And I think I can absolutely do both in the same day. In fact, I, to me, the routines make it easier to live from the heart because I can forget about the have-tos. I don't have to think about, oh, oh, I've got exercise today. When in the world am I going to do that? No, that's already planned out for me. Now, if I have to change it, it's no big deal, but... It's already planned out, so I don't even have to think about that. It's just at so, such and such a time on Wednesday, that's when I go downstairs and do my 45 minutes on the elliptical machine, all right? So, in a way, having the routines frees my mind and heart to flow and go where I need to go that is unique to this day and the people that I come across and the situations I come into. So... Those are the questions that were submitted, and um, so that's it for me, Johanna. If we have any questions or comments. Okay, so if you, anyone on the line on the phone has a question, press star two to raise your hand. Okay. Okay. And then press star two And uh, one thing I'd like to say while Johanna's looking is, um, and I think I think this is the first time I've ever asked this, is I would ask some of you who feel like you're getting some value and worth from these things to share it with other people. Uh, you don't have to send them to the YouTube channel. I mean, uh, get out a piece of paper over lunch or dinner or whatever and say, hey, I heard something that I think is, is something good that has helped me that you might be interested in, and explain, them to, explain it to them yourself. Uh, if you can't do that or, 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 or are uncomfortable, sure, send them to the YouTube channel. But um, I've had two people in the last week who have contacted me who are sort of peers of mine. They're, 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 they're best-selling authors, they're wealthy, they've been around for decades, pretty well-known names, stuff like that. And they contacted me separately, that, not together. They don't even know each other as far as I know. But both of them told me, hey, Alex, um, I've been checking out your YouTube channel and the stuff that you're saying and teaching on there, um, other people who teach stuff like that usually charge big bucks for that. You know, whether it's an online class or an in-person live uh, weekend or some uh, weekly subscription or whatever. And both of them said, you ought to charge for this. I mean, this is this is good, unique stuff, and you're just giving it away. Well, that was my intention to give it away and for it to be good stuff that helps people. And um, I've always wanted to do that. If I could give everything away, I would. Uh, can't have to pay our bills too, but uh, in 20 years, we've never turned anyone away because of money. And that was a spiritual commitment that Hope and I made. And uh, I think we've been blessed for that. But anyway, um, if you're getting any value, uh, share it. Uh, because that's 
that's the point is is to give people real value with something that's pretty unique for free sorry for the interruption johanna no that's great alex okay so we have um our first hand up and it is from glenn let me open your line glenn Hi. Hi. Thank you, Emma. How are you guys doing today? Good to hear from you. Great content. Um, it's, I, I wanted to uh, ask you a question, but before I do, just a comment on, on yourself. I, I have a YouTube channel, and I do posting, and I'm an influencer. And and uh, I heard that before, you know, they said, well, you know, don't give everything away. And my experience is give as much away as you can. Yeah. Even if you keep your deepest secrets away, people won't get it the first time anyway. And they'll want to know more and be more interested in your work. Yeah, and I and I also believe it always comes back around to bless you when you do that. Yeah, yeah. And at the end, and, and at the end of the road, when we go to meet our maker, he's not going to ask us how much money, what was our gross on, on our work. He's going to ask us how many people did we, did we help and... and Absolutely. has a belief at the time that the routine comes up that the best thing for me to do right now is not the routine. They have a belief that they have that belief. I, it's guaranteed or they would do the routine. And to me, what I would advise is you don't ever set a routine unless you've already had that internal discussion and negotiation with yourself. And so, um, before you ever set a routine, you say, okay, what are my beliefs about this to do it? What are my beliefs that maybe not to do it? Uh, all of the above, and let me Google, and let me talk to some other people and get their opinion and try to get the whole truth about this, and then decide whether to do the routine or not. And if I decide to do the routine, then... I have a belief that once the routine time comes, unless there's extenuating circumstances, and sometimes there will be, and when there are, you have to consider those. So those extenuating circumstances might say that the best thing right now is not to do the routine, but to do this instead. But outside of extenuating circumstances, the, the decision has already been made by yourself, or you and God, or you and your heart, or you and your conscience, or whatever. So that's one of the secret to routines for me, is that you see part of the routine as being, as long as I'm keeping this routine and believe it's a good thing for my life, there is no mental gymnastics. There's no internal discussion when the time comes 
that decision has already been made. And that's one of the things I found in the research about this that was very, very strong, that um, people like Einstein and, and Steve Jobs and, and people like that who were world changers all had more routines than the average people and sometimes way more, almost to the point that their whole day was routine. But part of the research was that by making those decisions in advance and committing to it, it freed up all kinds of brain power for them. Because no longer are they even questioning, am I going to do this? Am I going to do that? It's already been decided. So when the time comes, I simply do it. And, uh, and it, it's a healthier way to do it. And it'll, it, the stress goes down everything. So um, that's the key to that for me is if you're if you're getting to the time for your routine and then you're having a debate, um, you've not really you've not really committed to that routine. Now if extenuating circumstances happen, that's completely different and that's fine whenever those things happen. But no extenuating circumstances, there's no discussion. The decision's already been made, I'm doing it. The other one is one, uh, another caveat about that, which uh, has worked really well for Hope, and my oldest son has very recently um, started doing it, and it's worked well for him. Um, my wife would call making a deal with myself, and that's where uh, you have a negotiation with yourself in advance. Again, the decision's already been made. It, there's no debate when you get to the time. But in this case, the decision is, okay, if I go exercise, then I can X. I can have a treat. I can watch a 30-minute sitcom. I can have a piece of chocolate. I don't know, whatever, whatever. But it's making a deal with yourself. If I, if I do something that I'm really not looking forward to doing that much, but I know it's healthy for me, then I get some kind of a reward. If I don't do it, I have some kind of a consequence that I have to enforce on myself um, if the system's going to work. And that's, that's basically called reality therapy, developed by a guy named William Glasser, which works especially well for kids, but it works well for adults too. So long answer, but a very good question. And that's, that's my two cents. I know that, I know that one of the biggest, uh, insurance producers, the guy who uh, produces about, about 10 times more than his, his uh, competition or is that the next guy, he's got like the agent of the year. He uses that, uh, reward thing that he says, if I'm going to have a lunch, I'm going to have to do X, Y, and Z. And if I don't do X, Y, and Z, there's no lunch. Or I'm going to knock off at six if I get X, Y, and Z. If I don't get X, Y, and Z, I don't knock off at six. I knock off until I get it done. So uh, and that seems to work for some of the highest producers uh, in business. Yeah, so, so, you, so you've got those highest producers and have that working for them. And then on the other routine side, you got Einstein and people like him who are absolute world changers who, based on the research, pretty much 100% of those kind of people, 
the Einstein people from the history of our world, uh, a common thread among them is routines. Okay, great to hear from you, Glenn. All right, we have a couple more, couple more hands up, Alex. All right, I've gotten, I've got two minutes. <laughs> okay, our second caller is from Florida. Your line is nine zero three seven. Your line is hey, open. I'll just make it quick. I just wanted to say part of my routine. I don't have much of a routine. I'm like actually in the stage where I'm trying to hustle right now to try to get things set up, a little business that we're trying to start. Um, but one thing that I started doing, and I've been doing this for, for months, almost consistently every week, is um, posting on Facebook. Uh-huh. And hey, I would appreciate it if you would send us an email and how we can connect to that. Um, yes, I still uh, want to outsource you guys. That's part of our business that we want to do is we want to have that, that focus. Because y'all have helped me so much in my life over the past 10 years. I just can't ever thank you enough, and I can't thank God enough. Well, our pleasure. So, yeah, send us uh, how we can um, uh, send other people to that thing you're doing that that that's great and johanna i am gonna have to run i apologize whoever is waiting uh will answer you twice next week <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> okay thanks Sally.